Fuju, and welcome to another episode of Under the Same Stars podcast. I'm your host, Zhongwei Benise Kuei, and I'm super excited to announce that this is episode number two. Um, I had the distinct pleasure to have a, an amazing conversation with Josie Susino, and she's a 26-year-old Cree and Italian woman who was born and raised in the city of Thunder Bay. She's currently working toward her master's degree in sociology at Lakehead University. And we had a really um, interesting conversation about actually so many things in a short amount of time. And what I really felt the message that was coming through spirit to me was the importance of random acts of respect. And um, so take a listen and let me know what you think. And um, if there's other messages that have come to you or other sort of things that resonated um, as you were listening, please um, just comment and, and um, reach out to me on Facebook. All right, enjoy the episode. Hello, Buju, and thank you for joining us today on another episode of Under the Same Stars podcast, where I'm highlighting amazing individuals that are creating unity and positivity within their communities across Canada. I'm your host, Zhongwei Benise Kuei, which means Sounding Thunderbird Woman. I am an Anishinaabe woman from Rocky Bay First Nation in Northern Ontario, and I'm currently living in Thunder Bay. So I'm very excited today to be having this amazing conversation with Josie Zucino, and um, I guess we'll just get started there. Um, so welcome. Thank you. And um, I'm really excited to have this conversation with you today because I know you're doing so many really cool things and um, in your personal and professional life, actually, both. Um, but for, before we get started, um, uh, I just want to talk about Under the Same Stars and sort of, you know, what it means to me um, is that, you know, we're sort of, again, when we're looking at the stars, we are all looking at the same stars, right? And it's more than just um, our individual selves and sort of that's the purpose of why we need to come together in a community and, mm -hmm. and join together and, and know that it's, you know, we're not alone, basically. Mm -hmm. So when you hear under the same stars, what does that make you think or feel inside? Mm -hmm. um, well, living in the city, um, you don't really get a chance to see those stars, which is actually like, now that I think about it, almost a little metaphorical in this city. Mm. And, um, <laughs> and, oh. But, you know, when I'm able to go out, say, um, somewhere in the country or wherever, um, you're able to see those stars. And it, when you're able to see those stars, it's almost like magical because you're like, whoa, I didn't even realize these were here. And you almost don't even, you know, you don't even think about it when you're in the city. And but when you get a chance to really see like the vastness of it and the detail and it's just it's humbling and um yeah you're like wow like it it's humbling and you, it makes you feel um I don't want to say smaller or anything I mean it does but not in a not in a bad way right it, it just makes you realize that there's so much more out there that we can't even fathom or um even yeah yeah. But um, in terms of under the same stars, um, in a community sense, I mean, yeah, we're all kind of on this planet Earth together. And um, yeah, um, 
Yeah, I love how you said it. it's actually a good metaphor, and yeah. I hadn't really thought of it that way, right? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. particularly when we are living in the city setting or urban setting, yeah, we don't always see those stars, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because we're always bombarded with, you know, like there's always light, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, artificial light, right? right? And mm-hmm. not that natural light, and we have that sort of light pollution. So when we actually leave the city, go to the country, go in the bush, mm-hmm. um, is when we're like, wow. Right, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually feeling that right now. Like yeah, I can just yeah. I do I know how that feels, especially I love it in the summer. It's kind of a cooler night, mm-hmm. and you go out, and it's just like the clear sky, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's the same way that mm-hmm. I feel too. How you mentioned, you don't really feel like you're small, but that there's just so much more beyond just your physical self. I think is a piece of it, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I've always had an interest, like, in, um, you know, like, space and astronomy, and um, so, yeah, when you, it's, yeah, it's hard to forget about, or hard to remember, like, all that's out there, but um, when you get a chance to, um, it really, it actually makes you kind of reflect when you're able to see, like, um, you know, it, it's just, it's hard to... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, no. I think that's good, though. But I think also, I think what this also illustrates is that we don't always think about those things, mm-hmm. right? That right. when we do, it's it's almost overwhelming. Right, yeah. Right? Exactly. To feel that there's there's so there's just this universe and there's there's so much more going on. And, and I, I say this often, but I find that we're very inward beings, right? Mm-hmm. And and we kind of get trapped in our in our minds sometimes, right? And and there's a purpose for that, definitely. But sometimes we have to really step back and, and feel the feels and and really, you know, get connected with our heart and our soul and, and what that actually means, right? Mm-hmm. And but but it can be very overwhelming because it's like there's so much, mm-hmm. right? And and so I think that might be why a lot of people sometimes, um, you know going into that journey and talking about those things are actually, you know, kind of scary and you might not want to do that because you're like, wow, you know, mm-hmm. what am I actually going to learn? Or, or, you know, right now I'm, I'm feeling comfortable in the space that I'm in. So, right. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so maybe you can tell the listeners a bit about what you're doing in your personal and or professional life. That's mm-hmm. sort of helping to promote unity and, and within the Thunder Bay community. Mm-hmm. Um, well, right now I'm a master's student um, in sociology at Lakehead University. Um, I, uh, my project's in partnership with ANWA and also Bean Diggins, um, like a secondary partner. Um, but what we're trying to do is get a better understanding of how Thunder Bay can be made safer for young Indigenous women and not just physically, but mentally, spiritually, emotionally. and kind of talking about safe space what is a safe space um is thunder bay a safe space um and um, i'm focused on leadership in particular um so um yeah that's one of the things i'm doing right now um hopefully i'll be done um in this spring summertime and um hopefully something good will come out of it um and yeah so probably part of your project would include, you know, talking to community members, really trying to to get people's input on, on how they do feel that, you know, Thunder Bay, you know, may be a safe or unsafe space. 
um, and maybe some things that might make it, them feel safer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you haven't published anything and you're mm-hmm. still working on it, but are there some themes that have come out that you feel might be important for the listeners to know about? Mm-hmm. Um, um, well, I'm kind of hesitant to talk about it. Just yeah, because, fair like, enough. In terms of like, it's, I don't want, you know. Yeah, totally. No, yeah. I totally agree with that. So maybe on your own personal journey, how do you feel about being safe in Thunder Bay, or what could make you feel safer as as a woman, a woman living in Thunder Bay? Um, well, for me, like I've I grew up with privilege, and I've always acknowledged that in terms of you know um, I'm I'm Indigenous. My mom's Cree from um, Musini, and my but. On my dad's side, he is Italian, and they're, you know, they're white and, um, like, blue eyes, and um, so I grew up with this privilege with my last name being Italian and kind of growing up in, you know, the Catholic system as well, and I've honestly never had to, um, you know, I, I've, I grew up with a sense of general safety, right? And so for me, um, I don't know if I can speak for marginalized people at all, I mean, I, I can't, you know, and that's kind of why um, I enjoy doing this project because I feel like I can take people's words and hopefully use my privilege to, you know, amplify their words in some sense. Um, um, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's a heavy thing, right? Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of pieces to it. Um, and, and I feel it in the same sense um, in some ways that we probably have some similar experiences. So although growing up, um, you know, I did have a, a, some significant traumas and things that happened mm-hmm. to me, but I mean, I'm a fair-skinned Indigenous mm-hmm. person, <clears throat> excuse me, and, and now I'm in a place where I have, you know, obtained an education and, and I'm coming from a place of privilege now, mm-hmm. right? Where I do feel sometimes very disconnected from, mm-hmm. you know, my roots, right? Mm-hmm. And growing up in the foster care system um, and kind of, you know, sort of, again, that legacy of intergenerational trauma where, you know, I, I didn't really know my culture. I didn't really know my roots. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a while, you know, I went by a different last name, by Galloway, um, and I kind of hid being Indigenous because, mm-hmm. one, I, I didn't feel authentic enough and didn't mm-hmm. know enough about my culture to really represent it. And the other piece was that, you know, there was a bit of shame there for mm-hmm. me um, because of all of the stigma and the racism that's happening. And um, I didn't want to be part of that, right? right? And I didn't want to feel marginalized, mm-hmm. right? Even though back then I didn't even know what marginalization mm-hmm. was, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And for me, like the, for me, like to have a safe space for me at least, the culture part's a big part of it because I too can identify mm-hmm. with like um, just not having enough of that culture and being able to identify fully with being indigenous, especially growing up in, you know, a Catholic system that was, you know, most, you know, we did like, it just wasn't focused on indigenous, like um, knowledge, I guess. And um, um, yeah, so, um, and growing up, like I always had people, you know, you know, you'd hear those racist comments and then Mm -hmm. people or me being like, well, I'm native and then people are like well I don't mean you or whatever mm-hmm. or you're not the same and and it's like okay <laughs> mm-hmm. and so um there's always kind of been that like ambiguity and not feeling like I can fully claim that indigeneity 
But, um, and that's what's been great about my project is that I've been able to connect with my sense of um, in, indigeneity in a lot of ways. And um, so that's been really great for me. And in doing that, I'm able to build that community more. And, um, and also being as kind of, as being a white person, there's kind of that unity in there mm-hmm. where, you know, being indigenous, but also Italian, um, which is a large segment of the Thunder Bay population, I, I feel a sense of responsibility in that sense, in that, like, you know, being involved, I, um, hopefully through my involvement, I'm able to bring some sense, sense of unity in, in that sense, if that makes No, that's any, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I think that's, that's really resonates with me because oftentimes I, I say that I, I feel like I walk in two worlds, mm-hmm. right? And I feel that, you know, in my one world, definitely in my scholarship world, in my academic world, you know, it's a Western model. I mean, I, I'm living in a Western world. Um, and I feel that sometimes, you know, I'm being judged um, as an Indigenous person, right? Like mm-hmm. that I maybe I got the Indigenous seat or mm-hmm. that maybe, um, you know, I, I, and I feel like, I mean, this is something to think about too and within the recent um, federal sort of shuffle within, mm-hmm. you know, the people within the parliament and, and how, um, you know, Indigenous people and women in, in particular um, are almost judged at a higher standard mm-hmm. than non-Indigenous women or men, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that the expectations are higher, right? Mm-hmm. And and if, if for some reason you're, you're, you know, faulty or lacking in some point, it's due to your your indigenous status, right? right yeah. But what do we expect, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is is very unfair and very dangerous, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because both of us ourselves are, are very you know strong, important indigenous uh, women and who carry some mixed ancestry, um, but we feel that we're kind of not fitting, mm-hmm. right? I mean, right. I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that's sort no, of the, yeah. what's resonating with me. Mm-hmm. But then. You know, on the flip side, in my indigenous culture, you know, I, again, not growing up with that piece and um, really trying to reclaim that in my life and, in, and, and for my future and mm-hmm. for my, my daughter and future generations, um, I kind of felt like I was a fraud in that way too, mm-hmm. where I didn't quite fit there either because I am coming from a place of privilege now and that I wasn't connected from mm-hmm. the start. Right. Um, and then, and so... In my own life, I feel like I need to be sort of a bridge in that situation, right? Mm-hmm. To try to, because like I don't actually live in two worlds. I live in one world. There's mm-hmm. one world, right? Mm-hmm. And and so continuing to separate things um, can be can be dangerous. I feel like, but at the same time, it's important to know that we aren't all exactly the same, right? Mm-hmm. And we need to celebrate our uniqueness and mm-hmm. celebrate. The differences that we bring because that's what what really makes us come together absolutely right yeah yeah, um, yeah. you've got me you've got my brain really going so <laughs> I think that's great and this is totally um, the purpose of this right yeah. is to is to start talking about things and creating dialogue mm-hmm. and, and sort of having people think in a different way right, right? Yeah. because yeah. We, we don't know what we don't know and what our reality to us is our reality and we may not know anything different mm-hmm. um, and and it takes a bit of that self-reflection and again going back to that you know you're under the stars and you're like wow there's just so much more mm-hmm. which can be very overwhelming mm-hmm. definitely overwhelming 
Um, I wonder if you could speak a bit too about some of the volunteer work that you're doing too in the community. Yeah, um, well, I've, I also work at Shelter House. Um, I do support work there and I've done that since last year. Um, and when people say like, well, what do you do at Shelter House? Or if you ask a worker there, what do you do at Shelter House? Like, I think all of us would say like literally everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, so that's a, you know, challenging job in its own ways, but I really do love it there. And um, um, and I also do the, I work at the, I'm just a casual worker there. So I do, I work at the Quakey Wind program and I also work the SOS fan as well. And so um, it's a rewarding job and I really like it. And I've learned a lot. Um, and yeah, um, I also do volunteer work there sometimes when I, I took some time off there to focus on um, my studies a bit and I kept volunteering. Well, I mean, I, I volunteered it um, during my time off um, just to, you know, keep um, myself in that community, I guess, and um, still keep active because, you know, I just, I like Shelter House. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you feel invested, right? Yeah. And, and you really, you see the need that mm -hmm. people, you know, who access shelter health services that they require. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's a good way to be involved with the community. And really, um, I would think if I was someone that accessed those services and saw that you worked there, but also came back to volunteer mm -hmm. there, I, I think that that would show me, mm -hmm. right, how important that you, that you know that this work mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so through my project as well, I've, um, like last year I didn't do as much volunteer work, but I was like a full-time student. It's a lot harder with courses mm -hmm. and also working, but um, now that I'm focusing on my project, I've had a lot more opportunity to get involved in the community because it's also closely tied with my work. And um, I, I lived away um, out of town for a few years, and so... I kind of like lost the Thunder Bay community in there somewhere and when I moved back I just didn't really know anyone except for like my close friends and so um, through my project I'm kind of like rebuilding that community as well and um, you know because I've had to meet people in order to interview them and mm -hmm. establish those connections so that people would be willing to talk to me about you know who they are and their experiences are and so um, getting involved in the community so that um, you know I can I can build it and also um, you know, hopefully have something good to work with for my project so that, you know, it's a success. My biggest fear is, like, coming up with something that, you know, I, I just want this to be a success in some way, and um, my biggest fear is that, you know, I fail in some way mm -hmm. because I know I'd be letting down a lot of people. And so it keeps me up at night sometimes. <laughs> but, well, I mean, that's also my own, like, you know. Well, you want to do something. You want it done in a good way, right? Yeah. And you want to really represent the voices of the people that yeah, you've interviewed exactly. and and part of that is is building that trust because people aren't going to tell you mm -hmm. really anything if you if they don't trust you exactly, right yeah. um and i think it's it really speaks to to your character and and how how you value that trust and even at the beginning you know you're like i'm really hesitant to talk about the project because mm. you know it's it's really not the time to do that mm. and i respect that in so many ways and and i feel like if anybody who's even spoken to you and they hear that and they're gonna say yeah mm. you know she gets it right mm. thank you um and and that's i think a, a good step as a role model and you may not see yourself as a role model but you certainly are 
um, in ways that people can make sure that they are building that trust and keeping that trust mm-hmm. with people. Mm-hmm. And and I think you, you know, from what you're saying, you have a sense of accountability mm-hmm. from, you know, the words and the stories that you've heard mm-hmm. to share that in a good way. And, and it's done that it actually has some effect right. or yeah. effect, sorry. Um, because often what happens with research, and which I'm sure you're well aware mm-hmm. of, but maybe the listeners don't know, is that with you know, marginalized people feel that, I mean, there's a certain power differential that happens there. Um, and if research is being done on people, mm-hmm. um, it's very different than doing research with people, mm-hmm. right? And is it really responsible research? Mm-hmm. Is it relevant to those people, right? right? Is it respectful? All of those things we need to think about. Um, and and I can tell you from just from what I've known when you and having conversations mm-hmm. that you're doing it in a good way oh. and it's good it's going to be good right mm-hmm. um but the fact that you you know are setting very high standards for yourself again just goes to show that you really want to make sure mm-hmm. that you're really representing people in the way that they want to be represented thank you yeah yeah <laughs> I, I appreciate that and and that was something that's I mean research it's almost like you discover it on the way in terms of like getting to know what it is and you can read about it in a book but until you're in it it's there are things that come up that you don't expect or and you know when you discover what it is but um as I've like progressively started to interview women you know when I first started out I didn't really understand the gravity of what they were telling me and you know I was still thankful of what they told me but it wasn't until like as I went on where I'm like thank you so much I really appreciate it and then I started giving them hugs and like Mm -hmm. you know and now I just want to like reach out to some of them and be like you're amazing and like you know, if you ever need my support for anything or even just a ride somewhere to a community event or anything like that, please, like, let me know if you can, you know, if you don't find anyone else because I'd love to, you know, I want to give back to these women as well mm-hmm. um, if I can. You know, I haven't done that yet, but that's what I plan to do eventually. Yeah. So, yeah. But I think that's also a good thing that, you know, we could probably, the people listening today, that, I mean, that might be a good way to, to start. Because mm-hmm. some people feel like, again, you're under those stars and you're like, everything is just so overwhelming. There's mm-hmm. so much, right? Mm-hmm. Who am I to do this? Or, right. you know, I'm just one person. And mm-hmm. it feels like a massive undertaking. Um, but it's it's just, you know, simple, small acts of kindness, mm-hmm. right? And generosity. And, and not doing things for recognition and, and actually doing them because you care. Mm-hmm. And, and you want to build community and, and say, you know, I'm here for you, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You just let me know when I'm there, mm-hmm. right? And even though, you know, you said you haven't maybe had someone take, take you up on that, it doesn't mean that that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that even just you offering that mm-hmm. hasn't changed that person a bit to mm-hmm. say, you know what, there are good people out there, right? right? Particularly people who are living on the margins and living, you know, vulnerably housed and mm-hmm. living on the streets, right? Like they have very um, few um, interactions where they feel dignified Mm -hmm. or respected, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and, like, some of the things these women are telling me, like, just the amount of, like, bravery it takes and also, like, intelligence, you know? Like, I listen to them, I'm like, holy crap, you know? And even just going through the interviews down, like, sometimes, you know, when you're in the interview, it's hard to capture, like, you know, or hard to comprehend in that moment everything that people are telling you because it's, you know, they tell you 
um, a lot at once and you're just trying to take it in and um, kind of comprehend it. But, you know, now that I'm going back and like I'm typing it out and I have the time to reflect on it, I'm like, holy crap, you know, mm-hmm. like these women are amazing. And I'm like, just so like, it's, you know, I'm so glad that, you know, they came to me and um, were willing to be interviewed and they said what they said. And I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, that's so great. Mm-hmm. Oh, it just makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. And and again, this is another piece of, of why I'm doing this podcast is is really to highlight all of the amazing work people are doing that mm-hmm. really get unsung, right? Mm-hmm. So um, there are so many people that are doing fabulous things all across Canada um, but particularly within our community of Thunder Bay that, you know, again, are sort of unsung heroes. So I think it's 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 just amazing for me because I'm learning so much, too, mm-hmm. about what's happening. And it's actually getting me more connected to the community, mm-hmm. even though I felt like I had a pretty good connection. Right. Mm-hmm. And and um, but I think that's also how we grow and develop is is that we we shift and we change and every interaction we have we're not the same right. as we were before that interaction. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, even just this conversation, people listening to this conversation, it will be changed in a way. And they may not know that on a conscious level, mm-hmm. but subconsciously there's things that are happening that are shifting them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Really cool. Um, so what do you feel um, to you? Like, what does unity mean to you? Or, you know, what do you think you could recommend or say to people that might be helpful for them to sort of create unity or positivity in someone else's life? Mm. Well, I'm going to sit on that in the back of my yes, mind for yeah. a second. But I'm, I also, um, so in terms of volunteering, I also, like I started to volunteer with Bear Clan. And mm-hmm. um, so that's been really fun for me in terms of, um, you know, I just, like, they're a great group, and they have so much fun in what they do, even though, you know, it's heavy what they do, they still find a way to make it fun, and, um, and it is a community, and, you know, I feel very supported by them, even though I've only been out with them for a few times, but, um, you know, there are some nights where I w- I'd be like, yeah, I'm totally going to come out. And then by the end of the night, I'm like, I'm exhausted. I've had a long day. And they're like, no worries at all. And, you know, and they really still encourage self-care. And, you know, I really, um, you know, I just, to have them like as a support almost. Well, they have been a support to me and also my project as well. So I really do... You know, I love Bear Clan. Shout out to Bear Clan. So, mm. yeah, and maybe some of our listeners might not actually know what Bear Clan is. So, oh, okay. could you maybe explain a little bit about the work that Bear Clan does and 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 sort of the you know kind of idea behind having Bear Bear Clan in Thunder Bay? Yeah. Um, well, I they started before I think before I even moved back to Thunder Bay. But I, I think it was in response to the deaths that were happening in the waterways, and so I think how it started was that they were patrolling the waterways. Mm-hmm. And um, so now um, they essentially do community work in that, you know, when I go out with them, we drive around and make sure the people on the streets are okay. So we'll hand out some food to them. Um, just kind of making our presence aware. Sometimes we'll go to shelter house and just talk with the clients there. Um, and they also do a lot of like social media work, which um, they have a large reach in that as well. Um, you know, responding to things that might happen, tragedies in the community, or just letting um, um, people also know about community events that mm-hmm. might be going on as well. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. And, and I've been following Bear Clan uh, mm-hmm. Patrol for a long time. 
Um, and I think that's, that's a similar thing that people do, right? So you see people, especially on social media, you start to, to kind of keep an eye on like, okay, so what, what is this group really? And what are they doing? And then you see like the impact they're having. Um, and I've been really inspired and, and there's been many times where I'm like, tonight I'm going to go down and I'm going to volunteer. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, but then, you know, you want to be able to give a hundred percent of yourself mm -hmm. because it is difficult work. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And and you are seeing people, you know, sometimes not at their very best mm -hmm. and, and you want to be there to give them that support. But if you haven't done your own self care mm -hmm. and you're not feeling that you're, you know, a hundred percent, um, like you said, it's it, there, they understand that and yeah. they, they know you need your self care and they, yeah. you know, and I think, that's super important and to not judge that, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? To be okay with it. You know what, tonight, I just don't think I can give all of myself mm -hmm. right now, so I need to recharge. Absolutely, yeah. And that's something that I've learned, like, I don't know, just through my life as well, that it's important to give, but it's also important to take for yourself. And so, um, you know, I was driving around, um, someone went missing and I was driving around looking for them and they offered me like a gas card and, um, I was like, sure, yeah, I'll take it because they were like, just take it, take it. I'm like, okay, but and then um, they were like, oh, I was surprised because um, you know you seem like the type of person who'd be like, no, no, I don't want it, but um, and I am like that, but at the same time, when people say like, just take it, I'm like, okay, and I kind of get past that, like, you know, no, I won't take it because it is important to like receive, receive. as well. Yeah. Well, and receiving too. Um, when you refuse to receive, the person that's trying to give to you then right can feel that you know because there is we know in our we're givers right mm -hmm. so we know when we give to somebody how good it also makes us feel right right yeah. so and when and so if if you were to try to give someone something to someone and they wouldn't receive it mm -hmm. it wouldn't feel right right yeah. and so but i think in our society and and i think it might even be part of as women where we feel like you know it's selfish mm -hmm. to receive but it's important because if you're not, you know, it's a give and take, right? Mm -hmm. And again, it, it needs to fill you up too. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, at the end of the day, you have to have a full cup in order to give to other people. And so, mm -hmm. um, yeah, and Bear Clan's amazing because like it, I'm amazed at how much they can give to other people. But what they get back is the love and the support from the community that they get. And so that's why, you know, they're so in, you know, they're so involved in the community and it's daily, like all day, it seems like, and I can imagine. Um, and so, um, but they're still, you know, they still, I, they don't seem burned out yet. And, um, you know, and I think it's just because of the, you know, what they get back as well. So yeah, mm, that's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. So what I might do is in the show notes, maybe put a link to the Bear Clan, mm. uh, Bear Clan's uh, Facebook page because I know they they are always looking for volunteers mm. and and um, donations even of you know non perishable food items and socks mm. and and all of those types of things and um, it's a really good way to start getting involved mm. in the community right and, and actually seeing kind of maybe the stuff that you don't see absolutely yeah and. Um the the I will say that in the interviews that I've done, like Bear Clan has been acknowledged a few times in terms of like what they think needs to be in the community more, and so, um, that was why I started volunteering with them because I was lucky enough to already have established a connection with, um, someone who's involved in Bear Clan, and so um, to already have that connection is great, and you know I want to go out to kind of see what because I wasn't really familiar with Bear Clan myself, having lived outside the city for a bit, and so. 
um, yeah, so that was kind of like a natural progression in terms of like my project. And mm-hmm. so now I've continued to volunteer with them and I plan to do so as well, like even after my projects. Done. Yeah, that's so awesome. Mm-hmm. So within all of this work that you're doing, um, again, if we go back to that sense of unity, mm-hmm. I think that's, that's really actually kind of answers all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Like all of the things that you're doing really shows you know, trying to promote that unity and positivity within Thunder Bay. Mm -hmm. But is there anything else maybe you want to add to that or anything that you might want the listeners to know or think about? Mm -hmm. Um, Sorry, what was the question in terms of unity? Yeah, so, you know, how how can other people, you know, maybe promote positivity and unity within their own communities or if they're in Thunder Bay, how could they maybe do that? Mm. Um, Yeah, I think... I understand people like have really busy lives and you know sometimes especially you know in this day and age we all have like mental illness and you know we have families and who need our help and but sometimes it's just like small gestures and Mm -hmm. um it really does go a long way and um you don't even realize it sometimes you know um I guess that's where a good place to start is and just also getting involved in something that you you believe in and you know not just doing it because you know like you have to be personally like it has to resonate with you I think and be from a good place as well and you know and that's why I love I love doing everything that I'm doing right now and that's why I'm having so much fun and I think everything's going smoothly in that sense because I really do enjoy it Mm -hmm. and whereas you know if you're doing it just because of like obligation I guess like you have to do it because you believe in it I guess well yeah Mm -hmm. and like you said it's those small acts of kindness and generosity Mm -hmm. and just I mean I would go further even to say like acts of respect for other people right and letting people know that you're acknowledging that they're human Mm -hmm. and that you know that you're there if they need Mm -hmm. them Mm um but yeah people um I mean I think all of us are pretty good at calling bs on people right Mm -hmm. so you can tell when someone's actually doing it for different reasons like Mm -hmm. they're doing it to put on their resume or they're doing it because they were forced to do it and Mm -hmm. Um, people can tell when you're not genuine, Mm -hmm. but in the converse thing of that is that people can really tell when you're getting lit up by that and that you're passionate about it Mm -hmm. and it's infectious, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you know, you, you're just like your, your whole energy shifts, your body posture, your face, Mm -hmm. everything. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's contagious, right? Mm -hmm. Someone's like, it's really hard to see someone who's really uplifted and lit up and smiling to feel happy around them because it just automatically you're you're like oh I want that you know and I love that person like I want to find out what they're doing because I want to feel that way too absolutely yeah great this has been such a good conversation I really appreciate you know just how you've been open to talking about so many different things in a short amount of time (laughs) um and um yeah so I'll I'll link that um in the show notes for Bear Clan and if there's anything else that you'd like me to highlight I can do that um, and you're probably not looking for any more um, uh, interviewees. I, you're probably past that point now because you're working on actually the transcription. Yeah, so, I so yeah. um, I think we'll be excited to see eventually when that mm-hmm. gets um, completed, mm-hmm. and and maybe we can chat more once you know yeah. that's all happened and kind of give the the listeners and myself sort of an update on you know what are the next steps. Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you so much for talking with me today. Yeah, thank you for yeah. having me and. Um, 
you know, I'm honored that you'd want to talk to me as well. And I always love when, you know, Indigenous women that I admire are, like, supportive, supportive of me and, like, you know, are, um, you know, are, yeah, are supportive of me because it feels like I'm doing something right. And so I'm like, okay, great. Oh, yeah, you totally are. <laughs> okay. You totally are. Yeah. So, chi miigwech. Thank you. Wow. Again, what an amazing conversation. Um, I'm still processing a lot of the information that we went through and, and talked about. Um, so if you are interested um, in learning more about Bear Clan, I, I'll be posting those in the show notes. You can, you can look at that, um, as well as a few other um, resources that might be helpful um, if you are wanting to learn a bit more about um, Indigenous issues and truth and reconciliation across Canada. Thank you again for listening, Chimi Gwech, and tune in next episode where we'll be interviewing um, Catherine Keeping. Very, very exciting. Miigwech.